Bitch, you think it's small. We need to be thinking big. You need to be thinking big, bitch. <laughs> you need to be thinking big, bitch. Think big, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yo and hello It is me Just call me T. Marie And I'm back Welcome it is August 1st We are back at it We took a little hiatus for June We've done some work Behind the scenes because we're revamping The show again um, The show just keeps growing And it keeps evolving And I'm here for it Like The more I do this the more clear I get on what I want this to be. And I'm just excited to be back to like share that with you guys. Like I'm gonna, you know, feel a little behind cause uh, these next couple of episodes have been pre-recorded. So, you know, it's gonna be a little bit more of the huge, but I'm looking forward to changing it up. Like I'm actually really excited. Like, does anybody else get excited about new, you know, about new opportunities or, you know, reinventions or, or anything like that? Because I do, I think that's why I love the first of the month so much because it's a new opportunity to do so many new things. You could commit to so many new habits. You can get rid of old habits. It's just so limitless. And I know they say every day should feel like that, but I don't know. It's just something about, especially when the first of the month starts on like a Monday. Like that's something for me too. Like, I don't know why. I I, I don't know. I'm weird. Um, But anyway, how are you guys? I hope everything is well. Um, We're doing things a little differently this episode. There will be no... um, feelings wheel I feel like I want to move that to some other content that I'm going to create a little bit down the line um so please 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 make sure to follow me on all social media platforms that's ig at call me team which is t-e-e marie um you could also follow the show at come up culture pod that's p-o-d um, and also you can follow the production company, LFN Productions. Um, make sure you're tapped in with, with, with us on, you know, all fronts. Um, cause we have a lot of new things that are coming up. The YouTube channel is coming. I'm putting it out there now. It's launching September 1st. I will not, I shan't go back on that. Um, the TikTok content, you can find that at the T T E E Marie show, um, I've been posting some story times, um, some some dear diaries. I've been posting some, um, you know, shout out to the situationship. I've been posting some pee in the in the dating pool content. So things have just been like, you know, picking up. I'm just figuring a lot of stuff out and, and, and you know, working the mountains. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um I believe I don't want to sit here and, you know, talk too much um, about myself on the Come Up Culture podcast anymore just because it needs to be for the people then. And so, you know, I took a webinar um, in July um, about growing your podcast audience and what to do. And one of the things that they recommend is to like figure out who your target audience is. And I came up with the, you know, idea that the come up culture podcast is for 
nine to fivers who have considered entrepreneurship when their biweekly paycheck isn't enough. And um, for everyone who gets that reference, kudos to you, two points, you're smart. Um, No, but seriously, I feel like I enjoy speaking to entrepreneurs and getting their views on their journey. Um, I love them sharing what it is that they've learned. And if it helps someone who's like on the fence on whether or not they too want to become entrepreneurs or they too would like to embark on that journey they can do so with more information um than just the norm because you know how many times are you going to hear people say oh consistency is key or how many times can people say oh it's all about your network is your net worth like it's just the same repetitive shit over and over again and while repetitive shit may be true what else and and I'm always been an inquisitive mind to always ask why and what else. And so I want to share that with you guys moving forward. So hopefully, you know, for all of the loyal listeners who have stuck by through all of the changes that this show has gone through, you know, buckle your seatbelts because we're making one more turn. <laughs> um, but it's not that that drastic of a turn this time. So we're staying on this on the same path. But yeah, um, No more feelings wheel. Like I said, I'm going to save that for something else. I really just want you to tap in with this conversation with my guests. Um, If you have any questions, comments, or concerns that you would like me to pass along to my guests, feel free to email me at lfnprod at gmail.com. Or you can just DM me at come up culture pod, come up culture pod pod and you can dm me messages just let me know what episode you listened to who the guest was and whatever question you have for them um i gave up my phone number so there is no more um call-ins unfortunately not like i will call in anyway but um yeah i think i'm gonna do everything via social media and you know i promise to start getting clips and stuff like that up youtube is coming soon so make sure you're following me to keep up with all of that and um without much further ado here's my guest good morning how are you um welcome to the come up culture podcast thank you so much i appreciate having you come on if you could tell my listeners a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do you can do so now well, uh, thank you for actually having me on the podcast. I definitely appreciate the opportunity. I go by the name of Sean Sunflower. Um, I am a business owner. I am a content creator. Um, I've been creating since I was a kid. And I've always had people tell me, you know, why don't you put yourself out there? You know, maybe try and make some money. And for years, I was like, mm, I guess, I guess. But, you know, we become an adult and then bills start rolling in. I said, okay, let me... <laughs> let me get the work let me start putting my product in and putting my content out there so um yeah that's pretty much what I do now I own a business called seven shades where I specialize in fashion art and decor mm. and as of recently I've started to uh dip my toe into the content creation pool and I've really been enjoying myself while doing it so I, I see and that's so crazy because I saw you um one of your viral videos about the uh the relationship snack pack uh, oh my gosh I don't know what you I don't know how you came up we gonna talk about it though but that okay. I thought you were a comedian I didn't know you you were in fashion art and decor is it like home decor 
so I have made um, home decor items for different okay. people. Some like small furniture pieces I've made as well. Oh. Um, I've done some decorating for some of my friends, maybe for their homes or for their craft spaces or what have you. And I don't know if you can really see it, but the shirt that I have on now is actually a part of my line as well. Sounds black I'm in. It's the shirt that I was wearing in the video. So this is one of my original designs. And I have a few other designs on my website as well. I love it. Sounds black. Um, and that's how I feel. Like anytime somebody invite me someplace, it's like, are there black people? Yes. Are there black to, people? Yes. I need to know. In if fact, there's not enough black people, I might have something else to do at that time. But you want to know something also. And I think that may, this might be my a little bit of my own toxicity. I like interrupting white spaces. I like going to places where it's majority whites and being as black as possible, but in the best ways, okay. in the best ways. Like I'll go like my uncle, he he's kind of the one who got me into it. He took me skiing at a really young age. And so like we were one of very few black families out on the slopes. And from then yeah. it's always been like a mission, like bars, restaurants, experiences, anything like your representation matters and you're going to see me represent all the time absolutely i just went skiing for the first time probably a few months ago i'm glad to say that i checked it off my bucket list Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i would never do it again Uh, (laughs) i'm like a baby deer out there on this slope (laughs) i fell so many times but i went with um one of my sorority sisters and her family and when i tell you we were the only black people out there and it felt good to let hey yeah we out here yeah yeah we know about this it's not a secret it's not y'all not gatekeeping this. We having a real good time. Uh, what uh, Greek letter organization do you belong to? I am a member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Okay, one of my besties from college is a Z Kitty. I love yes. you guys. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Dedication to sisterhood and uh, what is it? Um, philanthropy and all of that good stuff and good stuff. Yes, scholarship service, sisterhood, planning, womanhood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. I mean, what made you decide to join a, a, a letter organization? Um, To be completely honest, I grew up as an only child. Mm-hmm. And the opportunity to create more family just really mm-hmm. appealed to me when I was in college. Um, I didn't really know a lot of people. Even though I was from that area, I didn't really know a lot of people in college at the time. And a lot of the people that I did know, like in my circles, were a part of the chapter at my um, undergrad campus. And I knew them. I vibed with them well. I liked their personalities. I liked what they stood for. I also liked the way that they represented themselves on campus. And it, it piqued my interest because I really didn't I really didn't have a lot of exposure to, to Greek letter organizations even prior mm. to college. Like my first exposure was in college. So they definitely made a mark on me so much so that I said, you know what? I need to be a part of that. Okay, okay. See, I, I, I'm i a true child of the 90s. A, a lot of my teachers um, in middle school and junior high school, a lot of them were, were, you know, Greeks. A lot of them were either AKAs, Deltas, Kappas, Alphas. So I kind of knew going in. I, I went in thinking I wanted to be one. And then when I got there, I was like, mm, maybe not. Then I ended up getting friends with like a couple of others. Like I said, one of my close, close friends, when she crossed data, like, you know, I was there to see like 
her, the process and all of that and what it really means right. to her. And so, right. you know, I've always been, you know, a bit of a rebellious child because I'm an only child mm-hmm. too. So the whole, mm-hmm. you know, structure and, and, and being accountable for a bunch of other people, that wasn't my ministry oh, back then. But, you know, I've been looking at some alumni chapters and thinking about maybe I want to, you know, do that later. But then again, I just got friends in all the organizations and I just, you know, mooch off their friends. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> But no, I think that's, I think that's amazing. So um, tell me a little bit more about like your content creation as it pertains to like bringing awareness to your brand. So the crazy part is I literally create the videos with the purpose of bringing awareness to my brand, them becoming viral and people thinking that I'm a comedian or that I'm funny. (laughs) is totally just like by coincidence. Mm. When I made that video, I made it with the intent of people being able just to see me in the shirt and then having them inquire about, okay, well, where can I get a shirt from? And it kind of spun out, I don't want to say spun out of control, but it kind of evolved from there. So I'm glad to be able to tap into to two different markets. I mean, <laughs> I definitely appreciate the the exposure and the opportunities that have come from it such as this no I mean it's amazing do you do you feel like you're the funny one in your friend group like who do you or or out of your line sisters are you the funny one are you the more like big sis are you the are you the baby sis that everybody got a checks on who you think you are oh my gosh so out of so there are 12 of us okay my sisters I'm the oldest one um I actually so my journey with with college was I went to college, I had to leave, and then I came back. And when I came back, when I, before I left, I knew I wanted to join Zeta. But when I came back, I actually had the time and the money, to it's expensive, yeah. to dedicate to it. Yeah, them dudes so ain't no joke, I, y'all. It's definitely not. It's definitely I have not. heard stories. It's very expensive uh, being in a, a Greek letter organization, that's for sure. Um, but I, I am the oldest one. I am definitely the the mother I know oh my gosh I'm always the one that's checking up on everybody like hey what are y'all doing what y'all got going on I'm the one that's kind of updating everybody with what's going on hey girl you know so-and-so's having a birthday party so-and-so is pregnant we're trying to put together a vacation we're trying to put together money for etc 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 so you know let me know if you're interested that's me like trying to keep in contact with everybody and trying to make sure everybody kind of like stays together you know what I mean we're adults we all have our own lives a lot of us are married a lot of us have kids a lot of us have moved out of the area so I try to keep everybody connected and I'm definitely the old one the mother (laughs) you know as you were talking I noticed a bit of an accent where are you from I'm from Virginia okay Virginia Hampton Rose, Virginia, to be exact. Okay. Never heard of it. So sorry, but glad to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're my first representative. It's um pretty much southeastern Virginia. So where I live now and where I've always lived, I've pretty much lived in the same area my whole life, but I live about so we're right on the east coast. And where I live currently and where I've always lived is probably about 30 minutes away, literally from the ocean front, from the coast. So oh, we're wow. right here by the beach at the very, like Virginia shaped like a, a weird triangle. And we're literally down here at the very, very bottom in the corner. Okay. Okay. I mean, I don't, now I gotta think, when, when have I ever had to go anywhere near Virginia? 
Because, like, mm-hmm. I've, I've heard of Virginia Beach. Isn't, like, Bike Week or something in Virginia Beach or something like that? Or it's something. So we do have some bike weeks. Um, Pharrell's festival, Something in the Water. Pharrell is from Virginia Beach. Okay. <laughs> and his festival, Something in the Water, the very first year that they had it was in Virginia Beach. Oh, then nice. And the then it took off. Up, girl, that's a whole other story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... It's it's not an area that it's a it's a big military area. Mm. It's not an area that people come to on purpose. Like nobody says, I want to live in Virginia Beach or I want to live in Hampton Roads. You're either here for family, for work, or for military. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. So I know you mentioned being an only child. I am an only child too. Um, do you think that maybe that's where you kind of tapped into like your 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 humorous side, you know, keeping yourself entertained? Cause you know, looking back now, it's just like being older, it's like, yeah, parents ought to give their kids siblings. Cause I don't think anybody needs to grow up an only child. Like it was rough. It was very rough growing up. People always make this joke. Like now that I'm doing content creation more so on the internet, people that have known me for years are like, Sean, I never knew you were this funny. Oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, it's the trauma. (laughs) (laughs) Like I can only speak on what I know. And there were definitely being an only child. It was very lonely. I used to always ask my mom for a sibling. But just like you said, you had to entertain yourself. And some of the stuff that I did and some of the stuff that I got into as a kid, girl, I'm just like, how can I, I still try to work through, like, how can I put this in my content professionally without, Mm. you know... (laughs) Well, what do you mean? I mean, like, what do you mean in what way? Because, like, technically, I'm on my own content creation journey right now. And a lot of it is, like, you know, sifting through some of that drama and trying to find the humor in it and trying to figure out how do I acknowledge that and not have it be oh poor poor t like oh my god but be like yeah this is this is a i had a human experience so kind of what what kind of process do you walk yourself through when you create stuff well i i like to one thing that i try my best not to do is i don't want to i try to think about not just the effect that my content will have on me Mm but the effect that my content will have on even the people or the things that I'm talking about. I try to center it around myself, if that makes sense. Even when I made that video about the relationship restaurant, I made sure not to specify any specific race Mm. when I was talking about that content. I also made sure to specify that there are good as well as bad. You know what I mean? I had a lot of people that came at me that said, oh, you know, you're trying to make men look bad, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, no, I've I've acknowledged that there are healthy relationship meals, as well as, you know, even if you decide that you're just going to have a baby with someone, there are men that do co-parent that take care of their kids as well. So I try not to make it seem as if it's just one negative side of whatever it is that Mm -hmm. I'm talking about. I want to, I want you to see the entire ordeal for what it is. Um, a lot of times it's mostly just how is this going to reflect on whatever group I'm speaking on, whether it be, you know, my experience with church, because I grew up in church as an only child. Mm -hmm. And that adds to a a layer of uh, my content sometimes as well. I don't necessarily want the church that I grew up in to be reflected negatively. For example, if I put something out there about that. So I'm very conscious about not just how my content affects me, 
but how it affects whoever it is that I'm discussing or what it is that I'm discussing in the content as well. Do you think that hinders your creativity or does it help you explore your creativity in figuring out how to navigate and, and satisfy both? I think that it helps me to explore my mm. content, not just explore my creativity, but to explore myself as well. You know what I mean? I feel like if there's been a traumatic situation that I've been through, I feel like the true test of you getting over something that might've hurt you or something that might've been for your making as a person is when you can talk about it without being heard about it. Mm. So when I find myself creating a video or I have concepts all the time for different videos, different types of content to put out, I'll go with an idea. And then when I look at maybe the video afterwards, I'm like, damn, you sound kind of hurt. Maybe let's Hmm. sit on this for a little bit. Maybe we need to revisit this emotionally first before we put this video out. Like, I don't want to put out hurt content. You know what I mean? I want to put out content that people can learn and grow from. So that's, I think it helps me to not just be more creative, but to learn more about myself. That's something that I, I tell a lot of people when it comes to my content. The stuff that I'm putting out is literally me kind of like working. It's therapy almost. It helps me to fight my demons and mm. to really address issues that maybe I didn't even know were there. You know what I mean? No, that's that's very that's very real because I, I can feel you. There are times where I've done things or like I'm talking about a topic, like whether it be on the podcast. I used to do this by myself um, a while ago. And it was a point in time where it was certain things that I would hear myself saying in editing. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like, girl. I thought you were good. Like, what happened? Like, what happened? But no, I think it's, I think that's very real. I think that's very real in wanting to, you know, and doing that self-editing too. Cause you know, so many times people put out videos and you're just like, you did not have to press post. Like this could have stayed, this could have stayed in drafts just a little while longer. Right. Right. But um, also something else that you mentioned that I, that kind of, you know, stuck out to me is the idea of, you know, creating more family. Like, talk to me a little bit about that. Like, are you, you know, being an only child, are you close to like your cousins? Do you have like extended family that you're around or is it just the family you've built in friends and, you know, acquaintances? So it's a little bit of, I think it's a combination of all of those things. And, um, I am the oldest grandchild by at least 10 years. Girl, do we have the same life? Because, like, what is (laughs) happening? I am the oldest grandchild, and I have to baby all my, like, I practically raised all my little, I didn't mean to cut you off, but, oh, my God. Go ahead. (laughs) No, it's okay, because when I tell you I'm, my next cousin is literally 10 years younger than me. And I remember growing up, you know, I'm a teenager. I'm a young adult, 22, 23 my next cousin is only 13, 14. When I tell you, I used to get like random cash app requests. Can you send me money? And I'm like, girl, <laughs> I am broke. I got bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a little combination of uh, like blood family. Um, the only person that lives in the area where I'm at is my, my cousin lives here. And well, my next cousin lives here and my mom lives here. And then the majority of the family that I have are my sorors, my frat brothers, or sometimes like their family members as well. Those are 
um, my best friend still lives in this area too, because we all grew up here, but um, yeah, the majority of my family is just kind of like a mix of everybody. People maybe that I've met at work or uh, Star Wars frat brothers and real family. So yeah, just kind of an amalgamation of all of that. For me, it was always the idea of like growing up I never felt like going back to like trauma and stuff like that. I never felt like I had somebody I could run to. Like my closest cousin after me was only three years younger than me. And like her parents, they kind of like had her grow up behind me. So to every school I went to, she was right there, you know, a couple years behind. And I remember specifically like in junior high school and stuff, like having to be the big cousin to keep bullies away from her on the school bus and to, you know, walk her to and from the library and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, you know, growing up, realizing like, damn, I didn't have that. Like, I was so busy being that for somebody, yes. for everybody else. Yes. I didn't have that. Yes. And not realizing that I needed that. And so in my, you know, friendships and in my, you know, I guess like family relationships now, I had to learn to teach myself to say, I need help. I need yes. this. I need protection and not feel selfish. Like, did you ever battle with like ideas of feeling selfish or self-centered because you grew up an only child and people not understanding? I never, <clears throat> I never felt, I grew up an only child, but I didn't necessarily grow up alone. Mm. I had, um, there was enough because of church, you know, a lot of times like the women, the single women that have kids, they all stick together. And a lot of times it's like a village kind of thing. Mm. So a lot of times their kids I spent a lot of time with. And um <clears throat> I don't ever felt I feel like people looked at me like I was so oh, you're our only child. You know, people have like misconceptions about only kids. Oh, you're a spoil, you're selfish. And I'm like, y'all do not know my mom. Mm. Really? <laughs> I was definitely, yes. Um, I definitely don't feel like I was ever selfish when it came to stuff. I, I wanted brothers and sisters. So I was always willing to like share what I had with other people. Like, yes, please. Like, you know, like little kid, like, yes, please be my friend. You know what I mean? Mm. So I don't ever feel like I was, I ever went through that selfish phase. I think, I think that's the phase I'm going through now actually, as an adult. Talk about you know? it. I'm, and it, I don't even necessarily consider it selfish. I think it's more so like, cautious I guess maybe just like with my time my energy the stuff that I give my attention to because it's like I feel like I finally found a sweet spot of who I am what I want to be where I want to go and I am very much a big proponent of there's this phrase that I've heard multiple people say and it's it says your energy flows where your attention goes FYI right so whatever you focus on whatever you're giving your attention to wherever you spend your time that's pretty much what's going to occur in your life mm. if I'm spending my time with people that don't really mean me no good then my life is going to start to take a downward turn but now I'm finally like at a place where I'm working on content where I'm uh, uh coming up in my business this is literally like my tunnel vision mm -hmm. this is what I'm working on so I think now I'm more so I'm very cautious about where I go, what I do, who I spend time with, because I want it to all be in an attempt to to help me get to where it is that I'm trying to go. So now I think I'm more so selfish than than I was back then. See, I feel like I was subconsciously selfish as a kid because I didn't have to share. I didn't have to go like I had my cousins, yeah, but I still had a lot of things and times to myself. I think now 
I'm actively selfish in the same way of being, you know, s- s- careful of where I put, you know, my eggs and, you know, and who's in which baskets. But I just, I always struggle with the idea of like when people hear the word selfish, because like even with you, like you said, oh, I don't know if I want to say I'm selfish. I want to say more cautious. I feel like the word selfish is, is people give it the negative connotation selfish just means yes you are out you are looking for self you are putting self first because self-centered I think is like if you just only think about yourself or everything revolves around you but there is a difference between selfish and self-centered and I know self-centered is the bad one but selfish I feel like reclaiming the the ownership of that word like I don't see especially what's wrong with it like I mean do you have children are you married like do you have other people girl you could be as selfish as you want to be Yes, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> be as selfish as you want to be. But I think that's so dope. So what do you see, like, because you mentioned fashion and art. So what kind of art do you do? Um, so I work sometimes with a material called resin, which is pretty much mm. like this liquid glass kind of material. You mix the two liquids together. It's really thick, but then it hardens. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes people make like coasters. Yeah, out of it, like the, 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 um, like the, um, makeup brush holders and all those cutesy yes, little things very much that okay yes. okay um i sometimes i paint a little bit it just depends on where the mood kind of strikes me you know um i think i i focus more of my creativity into just doing like arts and crafts a lot of diy projects and now you know we're kind of in a place where everybody wants everything custom so this mm-hmm. is like the perfect time for me to flourish i get a lot of uh, business from people saying, oh, I want a custom shirt or I want a custom piece of art. I want a, a, a custom uh, jewelry box or something like that, stuff that I can make. So I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Like, help me leave my job. <laughs> <laughs> what industry are you in? Say again. What industry are you in? I work in auto insurance. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know much about that either. It's, um, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not a bad industry. The mm. company that I work for is not a bad company, but I just, I'm at a place now where my focus is not on corporate America. Mm-hmm. My focus is on myself. So it's like the sooner that I can leave this job, the better. And that's where I'm like lining up my life right now. So. Okay. I mean, how, how did they treat you during like the pandemic and everything? Like it was amazing. Oh, it really? Was, it really? Yeah. Um, as soon as they had the resources, they sent us home. I've been working from home since, beginning of 2020 oh wow we um we we only had to go back to the office if necessary but Mm -hmm. they've been very helpful very lenient as far as time is concerned it hasn't stopped any of our raises or anything you know the company's been very understanding very helpful um even so much so that if we needed to like move a department or um, if we were supposed to come back to the office and we weren't able to, they were okay with that. So I can honestly say that I've been blessed. I know a lot of people that have not worked from home at all. They've just yeah. been stuck in the They've office. They've been in all the, the whole time and it's been crazy. Yes. Um, as soon as, you know, if I had to go in the office, because I was in a different position before that required me to be in office just more recently. But as soon as they would find out like, hey, someone's been, someone's gotten COVID, it was like, they didn't retain the information. You know, some companies. Yeah, they don't like, tell you. Oh, my gosh. They don't tell you. You just see somebody yeah. randomly coming and cleaning every two hours. And you're supposed to not pay attention to that. 
Yes. They would tell us immediately, even like in the middle of the day, hey, so-and-so has COVID or not even has COVID, but we're waiting for their results. So while we're waiting, we're sending everyone home just in case. So I appreciate the care that they've given. Um, and I'm grateful to, to even still be employed. I know a lot of people that have not worked, <laughs> have not had income um, during this whole time. So I'm just really grateful for that. Well, no, that's definitely a blessing. I mean, I feel, I feel like in my head, I really had so many questions that I wanted to ask. Like, well, what is it like being a black female comedian in the new blah 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 blah? blah, blah. And now I'm just like, oh, okay, um, alrighty then. But I, I just think that that goes to show, like, just how bright your star really shines. Because I would not have like. You couldn't tell me that that wasn't like your side gig. You're like when I tell you on the floor laughing at that, like for real, for real. Because I feel like I, I feel like I'm in that situation right now. Like, what, do, what do I want to sign up for? Like, do I want the dude with four, you know, kids and eight baby mothers? Do I want, you know, the the situationship that goes on forever and ever and ever? Like, what's the dating like in Virginia? Girl, you saw the video I put out. That's what we got. <laughs> That is what we got. Okay. <laughs> you can either get the man that cheats. You can get the man that, that feels like, or, or you can get the one that doesn't cheat, the healthy one. Cause you know, balance. Got to talk about both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, may, you know what? Men love to say this. And maybe I'm getting to the age where I believe it. Maybe I am the prop. <laughs> mm. uh. Well, we can talk about it. Why do you feel like that? And why did my light go I, I off don't. right now? I don't. I Ooh. don't. Um, a few years ago, I would have definitely said, yes, I'm the problem for sure. Um, but I've grown. I've taken the time to sit with the issues that I personally feel like I'm, I might have needed to work on. But our dating scene here is it's very limited. Um, and <laughs> like I said, a lot of what I've encountered is it's in the video. Um, you have some men that uh, feel like they're the head of the household and the woman should be in the kitchen barefoot pregnant. And I'm like, uh, but what about my dreams? What about my goals? What about what I want to do? I mean, <laughs> talk about it. I feel like, do you have an issue? Like, have you found any issues like with men's personalities? Because I feel like that's where I tend to, to figure that I can't be the one that, the, that that's the issue. Cause I feel like these dudes, like they don't know what they like. They don't know what they want. Like I've gone on dates with guys who they don't even know what kind of drinks they like to drink. Like, you know what I mean? Like they don't know if they like whiskey versus bourbon versus vodka versus tequila. Like they just don't know what they want or what they like. And that is driving me fucking insane. Cause I'm not saying you have to be a certain type of guy, but just know what kind of guy you are and who you're presenting to people. Yes. Yes. If you don't know who you are, how am I supposed to know who you are? And then how am I supposed to maneuver in that space? If, if you don't, if you haven't even figured out (laughs) what it is that you, yeah, I definitely dealt with that before. A lot of wishy-washy dudes, iffy guys, like, get yourself together and then we'll at this point it's and it's crazy because you know we pick up on that stuff so fast like when you're sitting down at dinner you're in the middle of the conversation you're eating the food and you're just like I'm just gonna finish my steak because I can already tell this is not gonna work out (laughs) ain't that sad ain't that sad 
<laughs> I've had dudes ask me, like, I've had dudes invite me places that they don't even have the proper clothes to wear to go to. And, and again, this might just be a New York thing because, like, most dudes, they're like, listen, if I don't got to go on a job interview or go to court, why do I need hard bottom shoes? Why do I need blah, 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 blah. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not judging nobody. I'm just saying this is the thought process. If they don't have a reason for it, they don't think they should need it. I disagree. Every man over the age of 25 needs a suit, needs a I pair. Agree. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yes. certain little little things that I shouldn't have to argue with you about. But, yes. but unfortunately, here we are. <laughs> I agree 100%. Um, you know, as you get older, you start to look for, I'm, I'm in my 30s as well. I never got a chance to address that earlier. But as you get older, you start to see like, at first it seems like there are little things that you're nitpicking, but we're always thinking about the bigger picture. Like, okay, mm. for example, if you don't have a restaurant, if you don't have a suit to go to this proper restaurant, then what happens if I have to go to an event? You know, we're on this content creation space. What happens if I get chosen for some kind of award? I have to go to an award show. Are you going to show up in sneakers and jeans? Like, <laughs> like, do we have to do a mad dash to fucking find you a, a suit or whatever? Like, la- it, it just be so much. And it's just like, I don't, I don't even have the time to argue it anymore. Because I used to be the one to argue. I think that was where I was the problem back in my 20s. Is I would sit there and argue with you about why yes. you need to have this and why, blah, blah, yes. blah. Now, yes. I don't have the time. Like, if you don't no. think you need it, neither do I. I'm off this. Absolutely not. <laughs> What's, girl, set that boundary and stick to it. That's been a, a, when I tell you, it's been a saving grace, not just in my life, but even in my content. Sometimes I'll, I try to make it a point to reply to as many comments as I can. Because mm-hmm. I want people to know, like, I'm a real person out here. I want to engage with you just as much as you want to engage with me. And I appreciate the fact that you're consuming my content because you can be doing anything else. Mm-hmm. So I look at certain people's comments and, you know you know you have some people that have something negative to say about every single thing and I find myself looking at comments sometimes and I'm like vexed and I'm just like this comment doesn't sit well with me and I'm like you know what I'm just gonna delete that Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't have to address that I don't have to deal with that I'm not gonna go back and forth with you on the internet same thing in in meeting men or not even just in relationships with men but whether it be a job whether it be a friendship Mm -hmm. opportunity what have you I don't I've set my boundary. I don't have to argue with you as to why you should meet my boundary. I saw a video one time with somebody that said, your boundaries are not how you're showing other people to treat you. Your boundaries are literally what you're going to accept. So my boundary is not saying to you, you're not going to treat me like that. Your boundary is letting people do whatever they do. And then you remove yourself from that situation based on whether they they are here or not yeah so yes very much like you know what I don't have to deal with this and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be on my way absolutely oh my god we can sit and chat all day but zoom is telling me I got a little bit of time So okay, I want to okay. give you space to, you know, plug every every everything that you're doing. Unfortunately people there are no tour dates however You can catch her content on Instagram and you can buy her lovely shirts and she's going to plug all of it now. Yes. So my name is Sean Sunflower, S-H-A-U-N Sunflower. You can find me at those names on TikTok, on Instagram, as well as on Facebook as well. I have a a Facebook page too. And then my business is called Seven Shades. It's S-V-N. So it's seven without the the E's. S-V-N Shades. 
And you can find that on Facebook and on Instagram as well. My website is seven shades, SVN shades like colors.com. And that's where you can find all of my art, my shirts. That's where you can find the, the majority of my items that I have for sale. Yes. Thank you so much. And then it's two seconds. I'm going to do like a little wrap up and then you're going to do your plug. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again so much, Sean. I appreciate it so much. Can't wait to chat with you again. Actually, let me make sure I'm I'm following you. Okay. Because I I have a bad habit of like DMing and talking to people and then never following them, and I hate that. So it's Sean, son. Yes, we gotta keep in contact with especially the black creators. Yeah, I need to be I need to be plugged in with the community. Yes. Uh, Are you ever in New York? Um, I haven't been recently, but I can be. Oh, okay. All right. I shall keep that in mind and we'll definitely talk again soon. Enjoy okay. your day. Thank you. You too. <laughs> I appreciate this opportunity, really. I hope you have a good day. You too. Bye.